0: at 11 a.m. on ABC. And speaking of that game, this is very important. I actually have breaking news here. Now, John has no idea what I'm about to say. Travis has no idea what I'm about to say. And as five as of five minutes ago, I had no idea what I was going to say because I got a text from ownership as to what we're going to do in the next hour. And one hour from now, at 4 o'clock, we're giving away two OU Texas tickets. Yeah, no, to, you know, Yeah, yeah, I did not think that that Whoa. was going to happen today. We are giving away two OU tickets courtesy of Affordable Door today. So we got an hour to think about how we're going to give this thing away. So if you're out there listening, uh, get ready. We're going to do it over the text line 405 651 3439. Tell your family members, tell your friends, but four o'clock. Uh, The ref's going to be the place to be because we're giving away two OU Texas tickets courtesy of Affordable Door. So no big deal, Travis. Welcome to the show. Just making some uh, some people's weekends.
1: Jeez. I I mean, what I like, Tyler, is it's Wednesday, so if people didn't have tickets and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to make it down, like this can't be a Friday giveaway, you know what I mean? Wednesday, there's a giveaway. You get enough time to, you know, get a plan together, get down to the game. Man, yeah, that's that's big time. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Uh, I gotta start brainstorming on, uh, hmm, on how you how you gonna win those two tickets. Maybe you come out here to Andy B's and out bowl me, but uh, uh, I don't think we can get it in before four o'clock.
0: Well, how we feeling, boys? John, let's start with you. Uh, Wednesday of OU Texas week. What's what's the mood with you? Super well, confident, super nervous, all well, the
2: above. Well, first of all, I'm feeling a whole lot better now that uh, y'all have decided to give away free. Oh you Texas tickets on my remote that's well, about as good as it I, gets.
0: I've got all these people texting in right now that just says test, test, test. Yeah. To make
2: sure like yeah. the text line I'll, works. I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the, the app numbers probably just uh, went, out, yeah. went out the roof. So I'm pretty fired up about that. Let's start there. Oh,
0: yeah, we are at Brown O'Haver today, by yeah. the way. We'll be Sorry. plugging that in quite a bit.
2: Yes. Yeah. We're not giving away the tickets, but we are hosting the remote that is <laughs> about to give away the tickets. So in some, su- in some small way, I feel responsible. And but. surely
0: they wouldn't give us tickets to give away that are on the Texas side. Nah, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. They're on the OU side. I'm just kidding. They're on the OU side.
2: Well, either way. No, as far as this game goes, I uh, I don't know. I felt a little nervous, you know, you know, Sunday, just kind of talking about it. But as the weeks progressed and I've looked at the numbers and I've looked at how we're performing, I feel better and better and better. I Looking at Dylan Gabriel's numbers compared to Quinn Ewer's numbers, if you didn't have their names at the top, you would have thought we are way better prepared at quarterback. But they're viewed game. so different nationally, And so that was going
0: into – I felt like the two quarterbacks were viewed in a lot of ways to the two teams coming into the year. Quinn Ewers had, you know, much more of a profile coming out of high school, so he's more well-known. But the thought around him was much different than Dylan Gabriel, even though Dylan Gabriel had a better year last year.
2: Yeah, he had a better year last year. He's got a better year this year, a significantly better year this year. Um, the interesting thing that I will give Ewers credit on – is his best numbers came against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. So he, it's not like he um, piled up stats against Rice and Wyoming and uh, Baylor because he really didn't. Whatever numbers he does have were buffeted by a really, really good performance against Bama. So that's an interesting way to look at his performance so far this year. But still, as we're sitting here today, I'm ready to roll with DG.
0: So it was um, – I'm trying to think of, of who it was last night. It was former Georgia quarterback Aaron Murray who was saying, well, I mean, Quinn Ewers is just so much better under pressure than Dylan Gabriel, and the stats were brought up like, eh, yeah, not really. Here's what pro football focus has to say. Travis, how are you feeling Wednesday of game week out there at Andy B's?
1: Man, I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm feeling good. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, if you've got the better quarterback in this game, I think you're going to do well, and – you guys just touched on it. I think we flat out have the better quarterback, and that's the thing. John touched on this. It wasn't him, you know, getting fat on uh, Rice or on Wyoming. Honestly, I'm going to point to the Rice and Wyoming games as why I think Quinn's no good. Sure. I mean, I mean, you, you look at you look at just the the Wyoming game, and uh, he won, went went 52.4 percent of his passes for 131 yards. Do you guys know? What OU's fan base would do to Dylan Gabriel if he went out against Arkansas State or Tulsa or anybody like that and only completed 52.4% of his passes for 131 yards, it would be hideous. And then, against Rice, he only completed 63% of his passes and repeatedly missed receivers down the field. He was 0 of 7 on passes beyond 20 yards. So... You know, when you look at that, he struggled to hit the deep ball. Our secondary has been very opportunistic when it comes to, um, you know, interceptions. We've got three players with multiple interceptions, Gentry Williams, Billy Bowman, and Key Lawrence. So if if this is a situation where, where it relies on Quinn to put up the deep ball, I really like us in that aspect. Those games against Rice and Wyoming, those are lower percentages than DG has had against any opponent all year. And that's the thing. We 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 people talk about, oh, you know, Dylan's downfield accuracy, this, that, and the other. Well, they talk about they talk about Quinn's accuracy when when the, the two couldn't be any more different whenever you look at the actual tape.
2: Well, the actual tape and the actual numbers. Seventy five point two percent completion percentage for Dylan Gabriel, sixty six percent for Quinn yours. That's a nine percent difference on sixteen and it's not like he's just thinking and dunking, right? Because he's got sixteen hundred yards. A lot of deep balls. Versus fourteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns versus ten touchdowns. Uh only taking four sacks versus nine sacks for Quinn Ewers. Um has more rushing yards, more and uh, not not interestingly enough though, where Quinn might have him on his stat is rushing touchdowns. Well he does have him at five touchdowns to four. That's an interesting kind of wrinkle that Texas has thrown in there in the last couple of weeks yeah. is letting Quinn kind of run the ball when he sees it. But I think he needs to run the ball because he kept putting himself in bad positions to pass it. So it's uh, the stats say it. And I, Travis, I'm with you. I constantly harp on Kevin on the Boomer Bevo podcast for telling me how talented Quinn looks and how good he looks and how accurate he looks and how good his, his ball looks. But when we watch it in the game, I don't see that, and I don't think that's crimson-colored glasses that's causing me to see that.
0: By by the way,
2: uh, real quick, uh, people on the
0: text line are trying to, uh, well, hey, uh, here's why I should win the tickets, even though you guys haven't announced how the tickets are going to be given out at 4 p.m. today. Gunny is going as as far to say, I love Brian and Casey Vineyard. Do I qualify? So some are trying to get (laughs) as creative as possible there. But, yeah, go ahead with that, Travis.
1: Yeah, and you bring up the the statistics, right, 75.2 versus 66. You know what, Texas fans will shout at you, well, who has Oklahoma played? Who has Oklahoma played? We've played Bama. Okay, you've played one top 50 scoring and top 50 total defense. That was Bama. And then you haven't played anybody else worth a damn. Like, as far as defensively goes, defensive statistics, no other top 50 defenses. And, and and that's that's a five-game sample size. You can't just trot Bama out there and say, hey, our schedule has been so difficult because we played a game against Bama, and the rest of them have been Kansas and Rice and Wyoming and Baylor. The thing is, Dylan has played against three total defenses ranked in the top 50 and two scoring defenses ranked in the top 50. So when you want to break it down and just say, hey, the, the overall schedule of, of what they've played. Dylan has just as much of a right to that argument as Quinn Ewers does. Quinn Ewers' whole argument is, well, he did it against Bama.
0: By the way, guys, I mean, we, we – uh, the, the coaching staff has already said this is Dylan Gabriel's last year at OU. Is this a legacy game from him for him on Saturday in terms of with the OU fan base? Not that if he loses this game, all of a sudden he's crap and he's a terrible quarterback, but, John, like – the way people are going to remember Dylan Gabriel in his career, how much does Saturday's game factor
2: into that? Because no, it's
0: the biggest start that he's had up to this point.
2: You're absolutely defined by – a quarterback at the University of Oklahoma is absolutely, absolutely defined by how they compete at Texas and how they compete in the Cotton Bowl. And I think that that's the one thing that we've got to look at when we talk about – we're talking about the stats, we're talking about this, we're talking about that. We have to remember it's his first and only year in the Cotton Bowl. And we saw what it did to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, who would go on to lead Oklahoma to a playoff in 2015, who finished fourth in the Heisman voting in 2015, lost to a 1-4 in Texas team. There's something about that environment that it's a pressure cooker. It's, it's, a, it's a scene unlike any other, right? And so I worry a little bit about the, the moment being too big for him. But if he can overcome that because he's got the experience, because he's got the maturity, because he's not a first- or a second-year player, because he's a sixth-year player, I think that he's got an opportunity to define his legacy as someone who went out and beat Texas on the biggest stage.
0: 918 says, been listening to OU football for 24 years, and this team reminds me so much of the 2000 team. If you can feel the Sooner magic, it's in the air. You can feel it's in the air. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with uncle on this one. OU beats Texas 43 to 35 and our defense scores big time. Uh, 24 seven, they had a couple of guys today pick the score. Chris Hummer, who is a UT grad, uh, pick Texas to win 34, 27. The other 24 seven sports guy picked Texas to win 38, 27. And that doesn't surprise me, Travis. I would guess the mass majority of people nationally, and even those on game day who will be on site on Saturday, I feel like most people nationally will pick Texas to win this game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. And, and we're looking right at it, right? Like, Quinn Ewers is on Heisman watch. Well, he's done nothing to earn that. You know, he played well against Bama, but he's been largely average against everybody else or even below average at times. Texas, number one votes. Okay, okay. The, the national media, the, Tyler, the national media has been calling games saying that we have undersized corners just like we always have, which – they were saying that when Gentry Williams was on the field, um, they say, "Oh, the guy to watch in that secondary, the leader of that secondary, is Key Lawrence." Which Key Lawrence played great. He, what he he was the highest graded safety per P- PFF. They were saying Ethan Downs is you know the guy on this defensive line. Ethan Downs, of course, preseason All Big Twelve. He's you know I think he I think he had a half sack or a full sack in the last game. But it's like it's it's one of those things. Like the national media, Tyler, is so lazy it makes me sick i mean it quite literally causes me physical pain to see how lazy the national media is when talking about college football and the lazy take tyler is well i saw them beat bam on national television they've they've got to beat ou who they played Eh, nobody good they got beat 49 nothing last year and went six and seven they can't be any good and it's just it's sickening how lazy it is
2: well and that's the same that's the same thing with the uh with the money on vegas all those betters are making those same determinations. They beat Bama and they lost 49 in no- Oklahoma lost 49 nothing. I'm putting money on on Texas. Yeah. It's it's that's the decision point right there.
0: Now, I think we can all like Texas is a they're, they're a good team. I think that they're definitely better than they've been recently, but there is an attitude of well since they won in Tuscaloosa, it is their right to beat OU in Dallas. Like that's just that's just going to happen. Without acknowledging and really looking into what OU has done up to this point.
2: I think, I, know. I think Texas is loaded. I think they're loaded at wide receiver. I think Jonathan Brooks has really emerged uh, in a very positive way for them on the running game. Jatavion Sanders, I think, is a huge question mark, whether he plays or not, what it's going to do to their attack. I think Texas is really, really, really good. But when is the last time we brought in a defense that looked like this?
0: 2000 in this game, maybe 2009,
2: man. I mean, it's been that long since we could say to ourselves, I, I, I talked about it. Uh, this uh, this morning on the Texas Sports Unfiltered podcast, I said I haven't said the words Oklahoma has a good secondary in over 12 years and maybe longer.
0: You know what else you're bringing into this game? And I do think that when we talk about who has the edge in this position group or this side of the ball, I, this is, to me, an automatic edge for OU. And I, I was on a different show, but kind of the same you know podcast forum that you were on today. They're really worried about special teams. Their field goal kicker, Burt Auburn, he's missed like five kicks so far this year. And I know that Zach Schmidt uh, missed one last week, but OU feels better about their kicker situation going into this game uh, over Texas, and they should. OU's punting hasn't been great, but Travis, when you think about it, man, it hasn't just been steady field goal kicking as to why OU has the edge. Like, you go into this game with the thought that OU could make a big special teams play in this game. They've had a punt return for a touchdown. They've had two block punts for a touchdown as well by the same guy. Like, uh, if this game's going to be really close, sure, it could come down to a big special teams play. And it's been a while since you felt this good about an OU defense. Yes, John, I agree with that. But Travis, it's been a long time since you felt this good about an overall special teams group that OU has.
1: No, I I completely agree. And, Tyler, so much of the kicking game is mental, right? And And if you're a kicker and you know that Peyton Bowen has already blocked, you know, two punts, you know, if you're a punter, does that start to get in your head, right? If you're a kicker, you know that you've missed a lot of field goals. And, Tyler, a lot of people have just missed field goals against Oklahoma this year. So it's like, okay, you know, what is that? Is it something they're doing? Is it something I've got to do different? What's going on there? But, Tyler, they've also been muffing punts even against Baylor i thought Baylor's best offense might have been just to punt them the ball because texas muffed them so i mean that's that that's a thing i think yes ou could have a big uh, you know big special teams play specifically because Gal- gavin freeman takes risks and we we haven't been bit on them yet you know knock on wood but it just feels like a team that's not great at special teams you're kicking to a guy that uh, has an opportunity to kind of you know put his name on the map and he's already returned one this year and he's 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 been really good in the return game so far yeah i think it's i think it's i wouldn't go so far as say it's likely but i would not be shocked to see a big special teams play this weekend
0: i am on a secondary ticket market app right now and the cheapest ticket is 328 dollars. now we know how these apps work you pay 328 a piece for a ticket and then $500 on top for service fees. And you get out there for way more than you thought. But, hey, we can take care of that. Because at 4 p.m. today, we are giving away two OU Texas tickets courtesy of Affordable Door. There, no, no strings attached. All you have to do is guess a trivia question at 4 p.m. via the text line, 405-651-3439. And if you're the first to answer the trivia question correctly, yeah, you guessed it. We're going to send you two tickets to the big game this weekend in Dallas. What a deal that is.
2: Now, real quick, have you come up with this question? Yet? I did, yeah, yes. did. You, I did, did you see show. me writing
0: down over here, like I, I, so I, I've you got, got it. Down. So you've got yeah. the question? Yeah, yeah, I've got it. But, I mean, there's just so many people texting in now. I, I had to make it. I mean, it's not the most difficult OU Texas question that you've ever heard of in your life. I think it life. should
2: be the most difficult to OU Texas question you've ever it's heard the of. most
0: difficult OU Texas ticket to get
2: in. That's Quite what I'm sometime. saying. I think I, I think we need to review this question on a break because I want to make sure that What this brand of
0: shoes did Barry Bygod Switzer wear on oh. the sidelines? What, yeah, what type Texas of cigarette
2: he smoke? You know what I mean? <laughs> that would. That's what I want to know. That would be fantastic. Uh,
0: Brown O'Haver, if you've experienced a loss from fire, theft, tornado, or water, you need to call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. And, yeah, I mean, we're located in Moore, but you guys service the entire state.
2: Dude, we service the entire state. We service over 23 other states uh, in, in the sense that we're licensed there. We can help you nationwide. Uh, give us a call. If you've had a loss to your home, your business, whether it's fire, wind, theft, you give us a call. We are licensed by the state of Oklahoma to, to work for you, not the insurance company in the adjustment of claims, and it's our goal to get you more money in less time, and we do that by working through the policy and understanding how the policy and insurance companies work One, a homeowner might have one large loss in their life. Brown O'Haver handles 50 large losses a month. So we know how to get the insurance claims paid. Give us a call. We can do a free claims review, 405-735-5510. What's going to happen
0: at running back for OU on Saturday? I don't know, but we'll try to figure it out coming up next right here on The Ref. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, John Winson of the Boomer Bevo podcast, and Brad O'Haver alongside as well. And yeah, maybe you just heard, maybe you just tuned it over because one of your buddies said, hey, ref's giving away two OU Texas tickets at 4 p.m. Listen for your chance to win. Feels like uh, handling gold right now because these tickets are so valuable this year, which back when they were doing ticket stubs, it felt like these tickets were Always in gold, like the actual ticket oh. stubs themselves, which is pretty awesome. But so a funny, I feel a lot of pressure here. So
2: funny story about that. The last year, the last year that you got the fancy stubs or the fancy tickets with the embossed and the raised and outlined in gold. I miss those days. Oh, oh, my gosh. It was so fun. But the last year, and I got my tickets from the ref because that's who I, I, yeah. I go through you guys. I get them from the ref. And I got the tickets from the ref, and Perry, the rep, gave me great tickets this, this particular year. It was on the, uh, well, it was the side that's in the sun, but it was the 50-yard line. They were fantastic, right on the edge next to Texas, right when you walked out of the tunnel. It, they were really, really, really good tickets. When I showed up, there was a cup. there was a dad and a son in my seats, and the ticket looked exactly the same and i was like well where'd you get your tickets he's like well i bought mine outside the cotton bowl and i'm like well i got mine from a pretty trusted source so i feel like mine are probably legit we had to sort it out figure it out there was one little slight slight difference but other than that man i'm I'm telling i'm not a counterfeiter but these things were perfect as i sat there at the stadium as i sat there at the game we had to turn away five or six groups of people oh, who showed up saying that they got tickets. So this person resold these tickets five or six times. And at the time, you know, those were probably – I think they were, like, going for probably 250 Oh, yeah. So that's 500 a time. He made he or she made a ton of money on those tickets. So maybe it's good that we don't get the ticket uh, – that you don't get the stubs man. anymore. I just miss having but the I old ticket em. stubs, man. Oh. I, I, got,
0: I got ticket stubs for OU Tulsa this year, and it was – one, it was like, sweet, I haven't had a ticket stub in forever. Two, it was – they're in my wallet, and I'm so nervous that I'm going to lose these three days before kickoff. Oh, absolutely. i so nervous about it. Yeah, absolutely. It caused, some, uh, it caused some anxiety. Patrick said, Did I hear tickets? Yes. Do OU tickets, two OU Texas tickets, courtesy of Affordable Door. We'll give those away at 4 p.m. All right, Travis. Uh, first, what's going on in Andy B? Second, who's going to lead this team, not in rushing yards, but in carries on Saturday?
1: Man. Andy B's, I love it here. I'm going to be here for the rest of the season on Wednesdays. They've got that service industry night I always talk about, 7 p.m. to close. $7 unlimited bowling, which is insane. They've got beer and food specials. Again, that's every Wednesday night for service industry employees. And then on Wednesdays as well, kids eat free uh, with the purchase of an adult entree. So bring the kids out. Uh, They're doing a lot of really exciting things here at Andy B's. They've got that Oklahoma City location opening up later in the fall uh, at 11917 North Pennsylvania Avenue. So you're going to check that out. As far as running back who leads the team in carries, I am going to go with Marcus Major.
0: Ooh, okay. How do you feel about that, John? Okay, oh, first off, first off, before we move any further, Marcus Major is a fine selection there. Do we think, as a group, that it is between Toby Walker and Marcus Major who will get the most carries? Are we willing to enter anyone else in the conversation, or is it just those two? John, what do you think?
2: I think it's just those two. I think at this point in the season, it is what it is. And these are the guys getting the reps – um, we assume it's injury. We think it's injury. Toby Rowland swears it's injury. So keeping the other two out. So yeah, I think these are our two guys. Uh, I would tend to agree with Travis that Marcus Major will get the most carries. My answer is I would I would like it to be Towie Walker. I think he's been running better yards after contact. He shows a little more wiggle um he's just been doing he's he's more productive on less carries he's more productive yards per carrier up i I like what his his contributions have been in the run game to the extent that we've had any contributions in the run game as far as marcus major goes i would love nothing more for this to be a breakout game for marcus major Every OU fan. It'd be a legacy
0: game for him. Oh. We're talking about legacy game for Dylan Gabriel.
2: Every OU fan has been talking about Marcus Major. It feels like for five or six years. Like this is the guy. He works out like AD, you know, this and that. And he's from Oklahoma and he's a local kid. And let's see him and he's a beast and everything. And i I've been on the Marcus Major bandwagon as much as anybody. So I would love to see it. But in terms of this game, with what we've seen through this year. I wish it was Tommy Walker, but I agree with Travis that it's going to be Marcus. I I
0: do think it's going to be Walker or Marcus Major. I think those are your one and two running backs hanging into Saturday. Fully acknowledge that the running back position and how they've been used this year is so crazy that anything is on the table. But the fact that Barnes is is hurt, sounds like he's hurt, not practicing well and didn't play last week. I I take him out of that conversation and – if Gavin Sawchuk just would have showed us something last week, you know, had a, had a couple of moments where we say, all right, like he's starting to look like the back that he was in that cheez Bowl, but we just didn't really see that last the week. You know, they it were was, trying to get him going a little bit. There was no burst, like you said. So, I don't know, Travis. I think I agree with John here. I, I think the two answers to decide from are Walker and Major at this point, and those are probably the two guys that you're going into this game with.
1: Yeah, see, I, I, I disagree. Um I disagree on those being the two. I think because of the way that Texas's defense is constructed, I think this game doesn't set up very well for Tawi Walker personally. So Texas's strength is their interior defensive line, right? So when you think of Tawi, that's the backer that can get up the middle, that can punish some guys, that can make some, you know, kind of he kind of makes his let's uh, um, yeah, say his bread and butter, right, going up the middle. Whereas Marcus Major can get to the outside. You know, he can get a lot of those outside runs, and Sawchuck has the speed. I know we didn't see it last week, and I've been waiting to see it this year, but the guy just didn't forget how to run, and I think it's going to be such a goal to get to the outside because Texas's defensive ends are not nearly as impressive as their interior, and they're definitely not as impressive as our tackles. We are the strongest on the offensive line with our tackles. So I think a lot of our run game, guys, is going to go to the outside. So, by knowing that, and, and, and with how excellent our wide receivers block as well, I think, and, and, and getting Dylan outside the pocket a little bit, I think knowing that we want to get to the outside, I think it has to be major in, in Sawchuck because I don't think Walker necessarily is your get-it-to-the-outside-and-around-the-edge get, get it to the outside and around the edge type of back.
0: To describe, like, the current situation at running back, like, I'm just going to read you three texts that we have right now on the text line, all right? Uh, Talby Walker, for sure, unless DeMarco has some eligibility, JR and Broken Arrow says they're going to need Sawchuck speed. Joe from the 405, why not give Caleb Hicks a shot? 479 Barnes makes his comeback with the vengeance. So we're spread out all across the board as to who we think it should be or who it's going to be this Saturday, man. I just, I, I, I just don't think I've ever seen a running back situation be handled quite like this, man. But the biggest
2: thing, Tyler, is regard if if Travis is right and it's Marcus Major on the outside. If if I'm right or whatever and it's Tawi Walker up the middle, regardless of what it is, Levy has to stay committed to it.
0: Can't abandon he, the run he game. He can't
2: abandon the run game. It, I would I would love it if we busted a couple, right? That's that's a no brainer. But even if we don't, we have to stay committed to it because it's what drives the play action. It's what's gonna get Andreel Anthony over the top. It's what's gonna get uh, Nick Anderson strength. So what's going to keep your defense o- off the field? And, and that's my... Well, defense off the field, and you got to keep talking about a, a talented yeah. defensive line. you got to keep them at bay. If I were to
0: list my concerns for this game, it's that the offense isn't able to run the ball, and the defense, as good as it's been, the offense puts some defense in some really tough spots on Saturday because they're not able to run the ball enough and control the time of possession. I, I, I hope that that's not the case. But that, that's – you know, I, I'd love for them to hit on some big plays in the run game. It really hasn't happened. But more than anything, like, I, I think the passing game is going to be just fine. I think they're, they're going to hit on some big plays with OU's passing yeah. game. I really do. It's just to me, can they run the ball well enough to help their defense out because in that Cincinnati game, I don't think that they did uh, most of the game help their defense. Yeah,
2: out. but we've got to. We also have to run the ball to keep Texas from being able to pin their ears back.
0: Oh yeah, that's oh, mean, absolutely.
2: We, uh, we'll be fine in the passing game if we can slow down that Texas pass rush just a little bit, and an, effect, and an effective running game will do that. So that's what concerns me. Because the one thing Travis and I do agree on is Texas. The heart of Texas's defense is at their defensive line. I mean, they are loaded, and that's where
0: you're not great on the offensive line either. I think OU's pretty solid, pretty good at the tackle spots on the offensive line, but the interior, that's where you're, at, at least for me, Travis, where my main concern is.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and 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 that's why you have to scheme it that way because the only thing on offense that, I mean, even, I mean, I trust the running backs right now even more so than I really trust that interior offensive line to to be a plus for us. And, and if they play their best game, and Texas' interior defensive line plays average, I think they might match up. But what are the odds of that happening, right? So um, I I think something to consider is there are a lot of people uh, that – treat the quick pass game as the running game, if you will, essentially, because you're kind of doing the same thing, right? If you throw it to the side, if you throw it to the side, you're looking at bubble screens and these quick outs and everything like that. You're essentially setting up the deep ball, which is a lot of what the run game does too, right? Because those guys, they can't get up field because you're not dropping back and throwing the ball. You're throwing it out quickly. So they've got to get side to side and then try and get backwards to try and catch up to the play Uh, which is, of course, just a a completely different way to move your body than a traditional pass game, you know, three, five-step drop, and and, and you're playing that back foot, and they've got time to tee off. So I think what you see a lot of is the quick pass game to the outside, get those interior defensive linemen running side to side and try and wear them out. I I would like to see them not substitute nearly as much to keep that slow substitution uh, that, that opponents like so much against us from affecting the game.
0: Uh, one text from the nine one eight. John, did I hear Kevin say on your podcast on Monday that Texas didn't throw a touchdown pass against OU from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three? That's an amazing stat,
2: if true. It was two thousand. No, it was two thousand through two thousand four. That was going to be our uh, question for the trivia. So, but oh, you, I just ruined it. But, he answered, <laughs> but you answered it too early, so you didn't win. Uh, sorry. sorry, but yes, yeah. Let that sink in from two from the two thousand game to the two thousand four game. Our our Texas did not complete a touchdown well, Chris pass. Sim,
0: or, yeah, Chris Sims never threw a touchdown pass against OU. Yeah. That's why it was so funny, the joke. It was, well, Chris Sims is losing his best wide receivers, Roy Williams and Rocky Kalmus at the end of the uh, yeah. 2001 season.
2: And even when Vince Young came in uh, in 05 and had a pretty good game, obviously they won. I want to say he only threw one touchdown. I think... Uh, well, he might have had more. No, I take that back. He might he might have had he, he might have had more. But yeah, from 2000 to 2004, they did not complete a Crazy. touchdown pass.
0: Four hundred five, six five one, thirty four, thirty nine is the Meyer Chevrolet text line, and you're gonna need that because we're giving away two OU Texas tickets at the top of the four o'clock hour. You're gonna need that text line for your chance to win some tickets. More to come next. More OU Texas right here on the Ref. It is the Rush on the Ref, live from Brown, OHaver, and Moore. And uh, from ADBs in Tulsa as well. Yeah, giving away those tickets at 4 p.m. Texture for the 405 says, I will do anything, and anything is an all cap for those tickets. They will do anything. People will do anything for these tickets on Saturday. And, yes, a lot of you are correcting me. Yes, Chris Sims did throw one touchdown pass against Texas. He threw one to Teddy Lehman in the uh, <laughs> 2001 OU Texas game. That uh, That is accurate. Uh, okay, here at Brown O'Haver in Moore where they routinely get you 30 to 40% more money over than doing it on your own. If you've experienced a loss from fire, theft, tornado, or water damage, you need to call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. Give us another example of what you do for the fine people across the state.
2: Yeah, we had a client in Tulsa that had a tree land on her house from the Father's Day storms uh, that kind of roared through the city. Uh, Her insurance company initially wrote an estimate to repair the damages for less than $25,000. Once we were hired, we helped our client document our damages, got our additional living expenses approved, met with an engineer to determine repairability to the home. All of this and more resulted in our client receiving an updated estimate for $136,000. Your insurance company does not want to pay. They absolutely do not want to pay any more than they have to. You've been paying premiums for years and years and years and years and years, and the reason you pay those premiums is when crap happens, you want to be have it taken care of. It's it honestly, it sucks that you have to hire Brown O'Haver, but you do. If you've had an insurance loss, call Brown O'Haver. Let us get you more money. Let us get you the money you deserve, and let us get that money for you more quickly. Call us. So give us a call for a free claims review. Four zero five seven three five. 55-10.
0: And guess what, guys? If they can't get you more money. You don't pay anything. Absolutely. But they do a very good job of getting you more money from the insurance company. It's a good thing I'm a man of integrity because uh, a couple of texters, guy from Katusa, Gunny, uh, wanting to know what my Venmo is uh, to Easy. maybe entice Easy. me to... Uh, we're not doing that. Everyone's got a fair shot uh, coming up at 4 p.m. for those OU
2: Texas... John's, John's v- Venmo is at Boomer Bevo Pod. Just send me the Send me what you need. Yeah, he's not going
0: to help you get the tickets. There's the, <laughs> there's the, uh, there's the Venmo. Um, man, Travis, um, this, this this game on Saturday, man, just, just so much riding on it. And I, is there a certain – I don't know if you want to say X factor, but a factor in this game that we're not paying a- attention to enough that you think is going to be a big deal on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think I think Texas is secondary. Um, I, I mean, after watching – especially the Kansas game, some of the others like if especially the Kansas game if Jason Bean could throw the ball downfield, then Texas I think might have been in a lot of trouble and and, and, and you guys brought up Jonathan Brooks as kind of an emerging uh, running attack. yeah, he had a couple nice games but that Kansas game, we really need to throw that out guys so going into the Texas game, Kansas was top 10 nationally. In money down percentage, right third and fourth, uh, third and fourth down, and they were—I mean—they were completing, I think, 52 percent, converting about 52 percent. Well, Jalen Daniels goes out, and Bean comes in and goes 0 oh, for 10. They had not—they had only lost one time of possession battle the entire year going into that game, and it was—it uh, was by like 10 seconds. Uh, I think—I think the lowest amount of time they had the ball was 29 minutes and 55 seconds. So, with that, Texas has the ball nearly 40 minutes you know that defensive line for Kansas I mean they're, it's still what 13 to 7 in the third quarter yeah. and then Texas continues to lean on them tons of time and possession going in Texas's favor you've got I mean the zero for 10 on money downs like I I think there's a lot of fool's gold in that Kansas game which if you're gonna have a trap game guys you know a lot of people say oh trap game you know you're gonna lose a trap game because that's how it traps you sometimes a trap game can be oh man we look unstoppable. We played a ranked opponent and man we blew him out of the water. Well, you know, there's a lot of context that's missing from that. And, and and like I said, at the at the at the top of this, specifically their secondary. I mean multiple times those guys were getting blown off the ball. And if you've got guys like Andrew Anthony and Brennan Thompson, if you if you put those guys on the outside and Nick Anderson, they're going to have to drop two safeties back all all day just to try and help out those corners.
2: Travis, I want you to be correct. I want you to be right. I'm just not sure that I'm as down on Kansas as you are. Um, I think they're better defensively than we're possibly giving them credit for. And they were ranked 25 in the country. And when you talk about a trap game, isn't it just as likely that Texas was overlooking Kansas waiting to get to Oklahoma? Just throwing that out there.
1: I mean, as far as Kansas goes – I mean, Jalen Daniels led the entire well, that, country in that, QBR last year. I mean, you, you simply can't yeah. just go from he is your best player, um, and 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 not too dissimilar. I know the backup situations were not were, were were not quite the same, but when a defense knows that their best player, their quarterback, their leader is out, it changes the way you play the game, man. It simply does you know, you don't feel like you have quite the chance that you might. You see the offense not doing anything. You kind of, you know, you're getting leaned on all game. Your offense can't stay on the field. I think that game is completely different. If, like I said, you have the number one quarterback last year in QBR rankings above Caleb Williams, above Penix, uh, Penix Jr., above all of them. So with with him being gone, absolutely. I think, I think Jalen Daniels plays that game, and I think I think Texas is taken to the brink, or at least that game is coming down to the last couple possessions.
0: So the Texas play by play guy, Craig Way, was on the T Row in the Morning Show today and he was talking about, you know, some of the some of the weaknesses, I guess, for Texas or some of the areas of concern. And he mentioned special teams, which wouldn't it be great if early in this game Texas misses like a thirty two yard field goal like he already missed two last week. He's missed five already on the year. And he misses his first attempt at the cotton bowl. It's like, oh boy, okay. Yeah, I feel good about that. Uh, but he mentioned the they, they gave up some deep balls against Kansas. And forget the, the strength of the that's that's one of the biggest strengths of this team. And and one of the things that has been so drastically different from a year ago is OU was very hit or miss last year with the deep ball, John. Very hit or miss. Some of that was on Dylan Gabriel. Some of that was on the wide receivers. But there were a lot of games last year where they just couldn't get on the same page with the deep ball and really open up that explosive passing game. I think of the Iowa State game where they won, but they came close to hitting about five or six deep balls, but they didn't hit one all day long. It's different now, man. Like, it it feels like every time they're going deep, they are hitting on a big play this time around. And if Texas has issues in the back end with the deep ball – OU's going to scheme up some one-on-ones that they like. So that's why I say, man, like, we'll, we'll see about the run game. It's my biggest question mark going into this game. But I still think OU's going to hit on some big plays down the field on Saturday. I, I, they're, they're too good at wide receiver not to.
2: There was um, – I did not think there would be a chance that on the Wednesday before OU Texas, I would prefer to have our group of wide receivers over there. 100, 100%. I mean, just the names alone. Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, A.D. Mitchell from Georgia. Those are
0: household names.
2: Jatavian Saunders. They've got the glitz and the glamour that Texas always has, right? I mean, that's a Texas group of receivers. That's the Roy Williams of the receiver corps, right? I mean, they always had those guys. But they are good. We saw what Xavier Worthy did to us in 2021 on the very first play of the game. Took it right at us. Tyler, you and I were sitting there together, and it was like he was smiling at us as he was running down the sideline. So we know how good these guys are, and yet, yet, Give me Andrell Anthony Farouk and Anderson Stoops all day long. These guys are playmakers. Anderson has 10 catches and five touchdowns. The dude is a walking touchdown. And so if anybody's going to torch uh, Texas up the seam, dude, it's got to be Nick Anderson. That guy's a stud. And I'm not sure that Texas has the horses to hold off our receivers as long as they do. If the running game is keeping people honest and keeping enough people in the box. Yep.
0: Uh, all right, we're about 10 minutes away for giving away these two OU Texas tickets, courtesy of Affordable Door. Get ready to interact with us on the text line, top of the 4 o'clock hour, 405-651-3439. We'll talk more OU Texas, more college football next, right here on The Ref. It is the rush on The Ref, and some of you are coming up with very good bribes to win these OU Texas tickets at 4 p.m., from the 405. I will wear a K ref sandwich board in Stillwater for those tickets. (laughs) K ref sandwich board with an SEC t shirt on. Do do that and uh, we we can talk now 4pm top of the four o'clock hour. It, It will be an OU Texas trivia question first one to answer it correctly. Will win uh, two tickets to this Saturday's game courtesy of Affordable Door. Going to be pretty cool. John and I are at Brown O'Haver today. Travis is at Andy B's. Travis, first, what's going on at Andy B's? And two, if at any point in the game SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey is introduced or shown on the Jumbotron, will people boo? Will people cheer? Or will there be no reaction whatsoever?
1: Well, first, at uh, Andy B's, we got people flowing in now. It's very clear when uh, when people get all done with school because then they start flowing in here. So uh, we are filling up here at Andy B's. Uh, kids eat free on Wednesdays uh, with every adult entree purchase. And then later tonight, you've got service industry night. So all the bartenders, uh, cooks, servers, everybody that works in the service industry, uh, 7 p.m. to close. You bowl for $7. Unlimited bowling for $7. There's also beer and food specials, and they are putting a ton into this place. Gourmet, two, I think a $2 million gourmet kitchen. They're doubling up their go-kart area. They're doing all kinds of stuff. So get out here to Andy B's and uh, then visit their Oklahoma City location when it opens later this fall.
0: Uh, good point by the text line. Nobody knows what he looks like. So they'll show him up there for, like, the coin toss. And be like, who's that old guy?
1: Well,
2: they'll as long probably as chant guy, SEC. As long as, we
0: don't, as long
2: as we don't chant SEC, I do not yeah. want to hear this. I don't SEC want to chill. join in unison with right. those idiots for anything. No, even I will be, we I will on, be we, cheering. We are not on the same team. No,
0: nor will we ever be. I have nothing in common with those losers. No, no chance. Uh, all right, let's give away some tickets coming up next right here on the ref.